Kia ora. Welcome to Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. I'm Andrew Dixon. It's good to have you here. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations. Thanks to all those who have joined us in the last couple of weeks. Um, We've had a number of new likes and a whole lot of new listens. So uh, yeah, if that's you, a big warm welcome uh, to the Down to Earth Conversations family. And to those who have been part of this for a while, who have been listening in uh, and supporting what we're doing, uh, yeah, great welcome to you guys as well. Now, it was my privilege to sit down with artist Michelle Green and hear her journey, which involves some fairly dramatic ups and downs, some things being taken away and some things being handed back. So, uh, yeah, a real amazing journey. To be honest, I don't think I've said the word wow so often in an interview before. Uh, And you'll hear it as we go through that there are just so many places where I'm lost for words and wow is the only response I've got. Sometimes for really terrible reasons, sometimes for fantastic reasons. And uh, and so, yeah, we're in for a real treat today. Now, if you haven't seen any of Michelle's artworks before, uh, I'd really encourage you to pause this and go and have a look at Michelle Green Artist page on Facebook. And I'll put a, a link to that in the show notes as well, so you can find it really easily. But if you go and have a look at her art then I think her story is even more compelling when you see how good she is at what she does. So head along and do that, uh, and then come back. So if you've seen her artworks, uh, you will know that she is very talented, that she has an incredible gift, and as well as that, she has also got a big heart for sharing that gift with others, for encouraging others into doing painting, for showing them that they can do it if they think they can't, and just using the skills that she has to help to bring a bit of heaven down to the earth in the lives of those around her. So yeah, it's a wonderful conversation. This is episode 13 of Down to Earth Conversations. Here's Michelle Green. Well, two of my friends were artists. One of them was Charlie Gray and she just said, come on to my place and do some painting with me and uh, did some painting and she took my original painting that I had done on YouTube, I just followed the YouTube painting instruction and gave it to um, Alison Hale who is a, um, quite a, she's quite a well-known artist and they were like, oh well, you should be at the gallery. We're sitting here in your beautiful studio. There's lots of beautiful artworks that nobody else can see, but I'm appreciating being able to see them. Um, what do you start just by telling us where you're from um, and what is it that you do with your time? Um, I'm a, I was born in Christchurch, and I've I've lived here until I was um, oh I, I don't know and. Uh, I don't know, age, I lived here for ages. No, no, and then um, my husband got a job mining um, over in Reefton, 
and so we moved over to Reefton um, and we were living in Reefton for quite a while and that definitely influenced cool. me as a person and after and that we came back here to Christchurch. Nice. And, and what does your week entail? What do you get up to? Um, I paint and or should be painting yeah. um, and I do some art lessons um, and a variety of different people in classes and and I look after my mum and dad who are elderly right. and and I muck about. Mm. You come and hang out with us at church? Yep, I go to church. Nice. <laughs> um, how would you describe the sort of painting that you do? Has it got a style? I'm not very good with painting descriptions. So, but like, what what are the sorts of things that you're into in terms of? I'm definitely into trees and mist. Um, I'm into the mystery. Yeah. Nice. And um, I like to uh, daydream and look at different things and uh, just imagine what 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 a what a painting that could be. Even just the ordinary things, making them quite beautiful, like trees and pathways and um, signposts and and just different things, like yeah, things that fly. Mm. <laughs> I've seen quite a few of yours have water in them. Yeah, yeah, water. I love water. I love the being able to see through water into the stones. I like to to paint that. I like to look at that. So I like to paint that. And, and what sort of preferred medium do you have? I paint with acrylics. Yeah. 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 I do do a little bit of drawing, but I'm not really very good at drawing. I'd much rather paint. Yeah. Nice to know what you like doing. Uh, so, what was it that got you interested in art in the first place? Well, I um, actually I was making cupcakes and I was producing very beautifully decorated cupcakes and um, I used to give them away to all my friends in Reefton because we were on the coast at the time and really there's nothing much for a woman to do in Reefton. Um, it's very a man orientated type of place with the mine there and um, it was a busy, busy place at the time. And I think it will be two again. I think they're opening another mine up in Reefton. So that's a great thing. Um, so I was making the cupcakes and decorating them and getting into the roses on the top and all the giving my husband beautifully decorated cupcakes to take up to the mine. I'm sure he loved that, did he? <laughs> Not so much, but... Um, um, I bet he loved eating them. He loved eating them. Yeah. And it turns out that some of the miners really were jealous and wanted some too, so... I sent a basket full of decorated cupcakes up to the mine. So, um, but while I was researching um, icing, come across an art lesson, and uh, I thought this is on YouTube. So I thought, oh, I could give that a go. Uh, so I did, and um, uh, um, my friends were like, oh my gosh, did you do that? And uh, I was feeling, yeah, yeah, I did that. And I was quite surprised that I did that too, actually. Mm. Yeah. Why was that a surprise to you? You know, what what was there in the background of that that 
that made that surprising? Because I thought that I couldn't paint. I thought I was no good at painting. I thought it was no good. Had you painted as a kid? I, as a child, painted everything and on everything. And I particularly loved painting courses. And and I loved painting. It was my thing. Um, When I went to to college, actually, there was a... uh, an art teacher there and um, my parents thought that I was so interested in art and and they believed in me and 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 believed in my drawings and what I was painting at the time that they wanted me to have art lessons extra up on top of um, what I was doing at school Um, but the art teacher said no to my parents. He said that I had no talent and I would never oh. do anything with that. So oh. uh, was a, a devastating remark. That, that yeah. was in your first year at school? First this year is my school. third form year, first wow. year of high school. So I continued through, um, very determined I was with yeah. the art and did art all the way through. Um, my college years, um, but of course I failed school cert art. Um, and was was this teacher the same teacher? Same teacher all the way through. So you you had to try and do your craft while knowing the person teaching didn't believe in you. That's absolutely right. What was that like for you? Uh, as a teenager, I think it was a. a, a frustration um, not being noticed mm. no, a, a big frustration really not being able to you know to please yeah. to please the artist mm. teacher yeah because even though he'd said that he, he was still the one you wanted to actually show you so yeah. can do this yep that's it but wow. never got there never got there so then when I failed uh, I was so devastated mm. that I thought oh they must be right so I gave up. Wow. I just gave up, didn't do any more painting, no more art, no more nothing. Yeah. Not until I got made redundant and then <laughs> um, I started doing some watercolours just because I was like, I was out of my tree when I got mm-hmm. made, when we got made redundant. Um, we, were, we were losing our house, we were losing wow. everything. Um, and then um, my husband got the job over in Reefton mm. and we moved there. So you'd had this little dabble of watercolours and then you, you turned that into cupcakes? Turned it into yeah. cupcakes and giving cupcakes away to everybody and this cupcakes was my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. So, so you're doing the cupcakes, you, you saw this course online, um, you did some paintings, some of your friends saw it. Tell us what happened from there. Well, two of my friends were artists, and um, one of them was Charlie Gray, and she just said, come on to my place and do some painting with me, and uh, did some painting, and she took my original painting that I had done on YouTube, I just followed a YouTube um, painting instruction, Mm. and gave it to um, Alison Hale, who is um, quite a... She's quite a well-known artist. Mm. And they were like, oh, well, you should be at the gallery. Um, Alison was opening a gallery at the time in Reefton. 
Right. So, so you went from decorating cupcakes to you should be in the gallery. Yeah. In ten seconds flat. In about ten days. Wow. In about ten days. And this is the girl who can't do art. Well, I can't do art. <laughs> <laughs> So, wow. yeah, so about in 10 days, so, um, and I was just minding the, um, minding the gallery and um, um, Alison said, oh, you can put up some of your paintings, do some paintings while you're in the gallery. Um, so she showed me a, a little bit, a little, a little few techniques and I've picked up a lot through watching YouTube. Um, I had um, perhaps one art lesson and that was in oils. Um, and and that was the last painting I've done in oils, and I've continued with the acrylics. Um, um, and then um, a few, well, my paintings just seem to have got better and better. And probably about a month or two after that, I had um, um, a wall in the front gallery. Wow. And I started selling um, my paintings and selling more paintings. And um, now I've got paintings as far as way as England, America, Ireland, Singapore, Egypt, India. Yes, um, loads and loads in Australia, right. <laughs> all the way through New Zealand. Yeah. So I've sold so many paintings and um, apparently oh, I can't paint. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you could go back to that teacher, or if you met that teacher now, what what is it that you would like to say to that person? I would say, don't judge a person. Their creative um, way is their creative way, mm -hmm. and that everybody has a, a, their own style, and you don't need to fit into that box. Mm -hmm. um, you can create um, the way you can create. It, it is it's it's. There is no wrong in art, and that's what I tell all of my students. You can't do your art wrong. You can't paint a tree wrong. You can't paint the sky wrong. There's nothing you can paint wrong. It's all your own interpretation. I would say don't judge. Mm. And that's why there's so many different styles of artists out there. Yeah. And um, we just get to enjoy what they create. Mm. That's amazing. And so... Like you, you've got art in galleries around the place, and yes, um, you say you've you've sold all these. Like, where do you sell them? Do you sell them? Um, mostly, in, in the yeah, through um, galleries and exhibitions. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and how did people all over the world find out about Michelle Green? Um, I guess they just came into a gallery and saw a painting and totally loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I do have, um, I, I did have a website, I've, I've since um, decided not to have that anymore, so you can find me, Michelle's Artworks, mm -hmm. um, on Facebook. Right, cool. Or sure Michelle that. Green Artist. Yeah. I'll make sure I put that in the show yeah. notes so people can find that. But um, that just the whole story blows my mind to be honest. <laughs> um, the, the whole fact that you got told this is something that you couldn't do, even though this is the thing you were most passionate about. And then you found out, actually, I can do that. How, how long between that, if you, do you mind me asking, how long between when you stopped and when you picked it up again? 30-something years. Wow. So for 30, 30 or more years, yeah. you believed that you couldn't do it. 
I believed I was no good at art. I always loved art. Wow. I always wished I could, uh, but I thought I was no good. Mm. Couldn't do it. And then suddenly it's exploded. Yeah. Into. Yeah. The, the whole world basically. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so so how does your experience of having been told that influence what you do now? Is there uh, does it come out in themes that you paint? Does it come out in the way that you interact with others? Um, it, it doesn't affect my painting because pretty much I'll get the idea or I'll be yeah. inspired by something and then I'll just go and paint it. Yeah. Um, so it hasn't affected me in that way. Um, but only, only that I will um, I'll get a bit nervous yeah. and I can get a bit anxious and worried. Yeah that I'm going to achieve this thing, but right. I just need to push push through. Mm. And I think um, I would tell everybody that there's always a stage in your painting and you absolutely hate it and you could throw it away. Mm. But if you can just push through that, uh, you can get to where you want. Mm. And for, um, for teaching art, um, I just encourage everybody that, you know, there's no wrong and mm. it's just giving it a go. And you know, if it's no good, just paint over it, you know, 15 minutes away from starting again. Mm -hmm. so it's no big deal. It's only paint. Right. And so basically you've, you've chosen to not be that teacher? No. In the way that you approach people? No, no, no. I, I encourage everybody. Mm. How have people responded to that? I think people blossom. Um... And I've had some classes where um, people probably in the same boat as me mm. have come to my classes because they've had this deep desire to want to paint um, but thought that they couldn't, ending up in my class and finding that, that I'm nowhere the same as the teacher that I had. Mm. And, and, and they'll, some people will cry and that's just a release. And it's okay, I've got tissues and mm. other people... Um, I, they laugh. They're just so happy, and uh, it's just—it's just such it's just, a freedom for them to find that there's no judgment, and mm. you can paint the wonkiest tree, and you'll go and find one in nature. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. Mm. Yeah, there's not not trees that are perfectly shaped. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how through all of this experience, um, where does your faith sit amongst that? Is it a part of your art journey, or is it? Do you see them as separate things, or how does how does that work for you? Uh, well, my faith in Jesus uh, is at the centre of, of, of my art, mm -hmm. um, uh, more or less the focal point. Um, I'm very inspired um, uh, by mysteries, I guess, mm -hmm. and um, and his calling, and is. Uh, especially my tree paintings, they're an invitation to wander the path of Jesus, mm. to walk towards the light, um, to to find to find what you're looking for. And mm. I think everyone's looking for Jesus deep down inside, whether they know it or not. Mm. And um, I've had people buy paintings, uh, tree paintings before, and message me and to say that um, they've. They just got so much meaning, and that they find themselves looking at them, and and I just think that that's uh, the Lord mm. beckoning them to. Potentially, it's the Lord beckoning mm. them into, 
you know, a bit of thought. I have to say it's really refreshing to be sitting in the studio of an artist who's driven by their faith and their studio is not filled with a whole lot of pictures of Jesus. You know, it's not, you're not just painting the cross over and over again. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, if that's what people feel called to, but um, but actually that's not the only way to express your faith through this creative method. So, um, yeah, it's, I just, I look at your trees and things and just, I see what you're saying. Um, that there's, there's a, something about them that just calls you in. Um, and make sure you go and have a look on Facebook at some of these pictures because they're, they're um, pretty amazing. Um, you've done some uh, some pictures of birds as well, which I just find beautiful. Um, and we've got a couple of them hanging up at North City. Yeah. Uh, and they've always been really meaningful to me. Um, I don't even know where I'm going with that question, but uh, I just really like them. I was um, I was uh, I was asking the Lord for something different, and uh, He gave me an impression of of the three D, and and uh, the looking through the three the the three pieces of glass, mm-hmm. and the meaning behind the three pieces of glass, mm-hmm. and the depth of that. So I was painting the birds on the on the three pieces of glass. So. That, that had a meaning to me but um, yeah so I haven't got so many of those <laughs> they're very time consuming to do yeah, yeah but very beautiful when you finish them <laughs> thank you um, so so you were at North City for a while and um, you'd, you'd mentioned to me that you were interested in art but I didn't realise that this was what you did uh, and it wasn't until um, you, you showed Donald a, a painting that you'd done which had connected to a sermon that he'd spoken. Um, and then he showed that around the office and we were all just like blown away. Um, that was for a, a um, uh, competition, wasn't it? Uh, over in India. India. Do you want to tell us about that? India, yeah. Um, I'm very fortunate to have been to India three times and to have um, got involved um, with uh, some artists over there, mm. which was totally like a gift <laughs> um, and um, they asked me um, I, I didn't I didn't like to enter the competitions much because I don't know a little bit of my old teacher in there <laughs> so I don't enter many, many competitions so anyway they asked me to enter a competition and um, uh, turns out I won but the story of that was um, was about perfection I was trying to, I was doing ballerinas, they were dancing together and representing uh, togetherness and um, I wanted to, to paint a, a, ma- a male and a female being one, mm. moving together and, um, and um, I couldn't get the profile of the man's face right and I kept painting over and over and kept getting the same face. Mm. And I was getting so frustrated, so I went to church and I was on the deadline of having to, having to get this painting through. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I just wasn't even listening to anything that was being said in church. And I was just looking at all the profiles of all the men there and thinking, well, this isn't getting me anywhere because they're all different. Yeah. And, um, and then Donald um, says about uh, 
um, nothing is, he, he basically talking about nothing being perfect in life. Mm. And I was like, oh, I was just like, that totally was just the right thing to be mm. saying to me. And um, so then I went away and I just entered the competition as it was. It wasn't perfect. Mm. And um, lo and behold, I won. And your not perfect painting won. And my not perfect painting won. So, um, so then uh, it's just been a revelation that you know it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to get so tight about being perfect. It it was okay. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like um, as you're sharing about these different things that there's still some of what that teacher said still comes up for you. Do you find that the painting is a healing um, act as you do that? Or are there other ways that you've tried to process that sort of stuff? Well, um, as it does come up, I uh, I think the Lord just teaches me one little step Mm. at a time. And it's just an unveiling and a revealing in every painting. Mm. And every painting has a new lesson to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of us that have heard those words of you can't do this, or you're not good at this, or that's not good enough, all of those kind of things. And I just love that your story is one of going, okay, that's what someone said, and actually my life has shown that that's not true. Um, And yet there's still that thing there going, actually, if I'm honest, that still has an impact on me. Um, and I think a lot of us carry those sort of scars that mm. that we we carry around these things from our past that just niggle and and push and they do hinder us. They stop us from doing stuff. And um, so I love hearing that that you can um, or that, that you're telling yourself actually push through. You know, don't don't believe that. Don't give up. You know, even after all the success you've had, you're still going. Oh no, man, this isn't perfect, you know, push through. Um, yeah, yeah, I still got to push. <laughs> yeah, and, and, um, and yet in the middle of all of that, there's also the, the joy of going in and sharing with other people so that they can do stuff that, um, that they have been told they can't do or that they've never thought that they could do. Uh, and I've seen some of the, the paintings that people have done in your classes and, um, the people who were showing them to me said, I never thought I could do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and that was after only sort of one evening. Yeah, yeah. They were going, I never thought I could paint anything yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's just a remarkable gift that yeah. you're giving people. And to me, it's so much fun. And I, it was my absolute and utter pleasure to, um, to, to be blessing somebody with showing them how, because it's like breaking the power of a lie by showing someone how easy it really is if you're just breaking it down and and um, all of a sudden oh I can actually paint after all it's mm. not it's not rocket science at all <laughs> yeah yeah it's one, once you take away what they have in their head about what they're supposed to be doing mm. isn't it? I find the same with uh, when I run some spoken word workshops and there's people who don't want to give it a go because they can't do poetry but their experience of it is high school English yeah and that's for some people and it's not for other people and so yeah in in the workshops I run I have the same experience of people 
go, oh, wow, I actually, I found I could do that when you took away some of those barriers that I thought were there that actually aren't there. Hmm. Um, so that's really cool. Do you have a, uh, it's probably asking some, like asking someone to choose between their children, but do you have a favourite painting that you've done? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it hangs in my lounge. It's yes. the girl dancing. Um, and um, it's actually it's actually me dancing before the Lord, and cool. uh, it's a very special painting. Nice. It's not for sale. <laughs> and it's nice to have those. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just something that you've done for someone else, but yeah. something that means something to you as yeah. well. Yeah. But then after I finish nearly every painting I ever do, I think I'm not going to sell you. You're too good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do sell them. Yeah. But yeah, the girl dancing is uh, very special. Yeah. Um, how do you put a value on a painting? Like... Oh, well, that's really hard, and I struggle with that. And because um, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be one of those expensive artists. Because I want it to be something that's anyone could have a piece of art mm. if they really wanted to. And I think art really enhances every space. Um, when it's authentic, not something that you can get from the warehouse. Although I have warehouse pictures up in my house, mm. um, so there's a place for that. But if you find this something that means something to you? Yep, that's it. But I think real art with real paint um, mm. has its own presence, and um, it's really something that people admire, and it's a talking piece and mm. something that you get to uh, really enjoy. Mm. Cool. Mm. Well, thank you very much for spending time talking to us. Um, I I just love your journey. Um, I don't love that there was pain in your journey, um, but I love that you've pushed through that pain uh, and that you've uh, found a space where you can be blessed by doing your art and you can bless others with it. So um, thank you for helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Thank you, Andy. It's a great honour to share this. So I'm just going to say it again. Wow. You know, what an amazing story to have someone speak those kind of words over your life at such an early age. And you can hear how that made a huge difference for the direction of Michelle's life. And yet it was also amazing to hear how that got turned around in the blink of an eye. Uh, it was like the potential that she'd had that had sat there dormant for so long, was suddenly gifted back to her and flourished beyond belief. So she's a real testament to how detrimental words can be when they're spoken uh, wrongly over people. Yet she's also a testament to what can be achieved when uh, you can push through some of what you don't believe about yourself and have a go at things and... Yeah, find out what it is that you're good at. Yeah, I think one of the big things for me is uh, something that I'm really passionate about. So I guess that's why I've noticed it, but is about the power of words. And the words that this teacher spoke, he couldn't have known how deep they would cut. I'd be really interested to hear what that same teacher would have to say if he saw Michelle's artworks now. 
because I can't imagine anyone looking at them, even if it's not your cup of tea, I can't imagine anyone looking at them and saying that she has no talent. So it's a good reminder to us that words are powerful. And when used negatively, they can cause a lot of harm. They can cause a lot of pain, a lot of unnecessary anguish for people. And yet, when words are used to support people, to believe in them, it can just make the world a difference. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have been Michelle and had her friends say to her, you should be in a gallery. Those words must have been so amazingly life-giving to her after more than 30 years of believing what someone else had said about her art. I also love, though, that Michelle hasn't just then run with her art as something she does for herself. Um, I guess by definition, we, we do our art for other people, but she wasn't just satisfied to do her paintings and sell them. She also looked at her own journey and went, I bet there's other people like me. And so she stepped into that space of going, hey, if you think you can't, come and have a go and I'll show you that you can. And like I said in the interview, I've I've seen people who have been to her art lessons come out of it just bewildered by what they could do when someone got alongside them and showed them. And I think that's a, a huge lesson for life, uh, not just a lesson for art, that it's amazing what people can achieve with the right amount of support. Um, and I mean, that, that goes across all the conversations that we've been having, uh, conversations about youth homelessness. You know, it's amazing what those uh, rangatahi can achieve when someone gets alongside them and supports them. You know, conversations about mental well-being. Again, it's amazing what can be achieved when people support one another, get honest with one another, talk to one another, just get behind one another. So, yeah, so many things to be taken from today. Michelle, you are a real blessing to this world. Thank you so much for giving your time and for what you do to help to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Thanks again to Ignition Networks who support the podcast. Um, thanks also to all of you for listening. Uh, I'd really appreciate if you enjoy this podcast, please share it. Um, tell your friends and family, post it on social media, let other people know about it so we can grow uh, what we're doing here and help to bring a bit of heaven down to earth in more spaces. Next time we have my good friend Kat Poy who is going to be talking to us about having courageous conversations about race. Uh, it's something that has been a huge part of her life uh, and something that she's actually involved in PhD research about as well so yeah that's that's a really powerful interview really great conversation you don't want to miss that one and for those who are new my my usual way of ending this is for us to uh, pray the Lord's Prayer together uh, because within the Lord's Prayer is a reminder that actually what this is all about is bringing that bit of heaven down to earth so yeah let's let's finish with the Lord's Prayer E tō mātou matua i te rangi, 